yeah, I mean, I could, if I was sitting at my desk and I had to go to the bathroom, it was like, okay, here's a journey. Like grab the crutches or grab the cane. And it was painful, very, very painful. and still is in a lot of ways. I'm still in a lot of pain all the time, but, but it's better, right? It gets better all the time. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we talk to athletes, adventurers, and business owners from around the world of adventure sports. Whether you're climbing Mount Everest, starting a bike shop, or getting up off your couch to take your kids hiking for the first time, we want you to have the motivation and inspiration you need to chase that next adventure. The Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by Camp Crate, the leaders in fully planned self-guided backpacking adventures, as well as backpacking gear rental. You can check them out at campcrate.net. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, today's episode is with my buddy Bart Lemmel. He, uh, he's been on the show before. It was to talk about his uh, injuries, which are many, as you'll hear. Um, but he had injuries that pretty much prevented him from doing the things that he wanted to do. And so how do you, you know, we talked about how do you reshape your identity? How do you reshape, you know, what you're passionate about and what you want to do with your life, especially in the world of adventure and in adventure sports after injuries? Um, you know, I go through that. I hurt my knees a few years ago. They've never been the same and there's a lot I can't do now. Or a lot that I have to do very differently. But Bart is back again today. Uh, he's just a good friend of mine. This is just a conversation between friends. At times, it feels like he's interviewing me. Um, it is. We are both really long-winded, so uh, it's a good conversation. But he, he's going to bring up um, how to basically care for yourself after you know you're going through something really hard in life or really hard uh, uh, physically, emotionally, financially even, and how you can use adventure sports to, to deal with that and how you can care for yourself with adventure sports and with uh, just different ways that we as, as athletes try to take care of ourselves um, and try to take care of our minds and our, our, uh, our personal lives as well. Because, you, know, you know, if your personal life is way out of whack, your, your adventures, your, your, your sport is going to suffer too. Um, that's just, that's just fact. And so he, he brings up this care method. It's literally an acronym C A R E. I'll let him tell you more about it. Um, but yeah, it's a great, great conversation. Uh, Bart and I met, I was hitchhiking one time and he picked me up and we've been friends ever since. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny background to all that. And we talk about that in the first episode. I don't know what episode that is exactly. It was in the fall. Go check it out and uh, give it a listen. Today's sponsors are Athletic Brewing, the makers of non-alcoholic craft beer. And I literally have one on my desk right now. And I do not have to worry about getting impaired. You know, we have a little baby at home now. So uh, I can drink this and totally feel fine and be able to drive somewhere if I need to. It's really awesome. And they, they make great stuff. There is a discount for that in the show notes. They are also funding our adventure grant. If you know somebody doing an adventure in 2019, go to our website. There's a link on there. We're giving away $1,000 on June 15th to someone doing an adventure in 2019. Applications open till June 1st. Also, we have CS Instant Coffee, makers of 100% Arabica coffee with compostable packaging. 
really great stuff that you can take with you anywhere you want to go. And also, we have the Nomadic, a subscription box for adventure athletes and outdoorsy people made and picked by adventure athletes. Um, so everything in the subscription box is uh, tailored to people who are doing stuff in the outdoors. And if you would like to win a free subscription box, that's in our show notes as well. There's a link that you can follow. Put your email in, sign up. Good chance you could win. All right. Here's the episode with Bart. Y'all get out there. Have a great weekend. I don't care if you do something crazy or not. Just get out there and, and, and enjoy this beautiful planet we have. All right. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Today we have uh, a fella who's been on the show before to talk about his story, and we kind of, I really like what he's done with, with dealing with injury and dealing with really um, life's unexpected changes, and so I wanted to know more about how he actually does it, and so he's going to take us through the care framework today of working through difficult times. And uh, his name is Bart Lemmel. Bart, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks a lot. Ha- thanks for having me back, Mason. Yeah, um, no worries. You were a great guest last time, so I, it was fun. Well, thanks. Excellent. I had, I had a great time, and uh, I thought we had a good conversation, although a little wandering sometimes, oh, but yeah. that's the way I can be. Um, it's hard. You got to corral me oh, a little yeah. bit. That's the show, too, man. We just... We don't stick to no script, you know what I mean? We just kind of <laughs> see where it goes. And that sometimes that pays off, sometimes it doesn't. But that time yes. it definitely did. Uh, yeah, sometimes it pays off, sometimes it's a little, you can be yeah. like, whoa, where'd that go? Like, yeah, yeah, somebody will jump off like an NPR uh, interview and then jump right on one of ours and they'll just be totally caught off guard. <laughs> <laughs> they're like okay i can't i can't chill out after that I got so it's not That's too awesome. great but uh yeah man so so you you sent some information over to me recently about basically dealing with injury but not just injury but anything that's life-altering and takes you possibly away from your adventure sport or away from what you love to do whether that's aging just normal wear and tear another a sickness um anything like that. And so what, and and you say, and you, this is something you talk about a lot and you've, I, I feel like you've done a really good job of molding your life around your new level of, um, abilities and not letting that limit you. And so I, I would just want to have you teach all of us how, how you do that. All right. Well, um, yeah, I'd love, love to get into it. And, um, even since we talked last time, uh, we've done some work uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe refresh people with the background on me if, or, you know, go listen to the, go listen to the first podcast, you know, maybe that's, you know, people might want to start there, but, um, but yeah, basically my, my story is, is, uh, always been an athlete, always been physically active, kind of like always took on the world, uh, from a physical standpoint. Um, and then I ended up at, uh, 40 years old, it, kind of physically broken, could barely walk and, uh, due to m- major ankle injuries, I've had, uh, uh, now eight ankle surgeries. And, uh, at the time I had just rebuilt my right leg and, uh, ended up with a huge blood clot, ended up with blood clots in my lungs. Pretty happy to be above ground right now. At that time too, I was also getting divorced. I'm losing my house. 
not losing it, but selling it and ended up basically dead even at 40 years old. So no money in the bank, about seven grand in debt, no way to really make a living what at what I was doing before. Um, luckily, I, I stumbled into a job at the time uh, during the recession and uh, that, that for about two or three years, which helped out. That sounds fun. That sounds like a fun time of life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> it was just a wonderful time <laughs> period. Um, you know, and I can say I was like completely graceful with the whole thing. Right. Um, no, I. I it, it it was a it was kind of a what you would maybe call a come to Jesus moment, um, you know, in that respect. I chose to dive in pretty deep. Um, I can't say that I did this all correctly or right or I went about it all the right way, but I tried at least. Um, over over the years, I've also since then, uh, you know, the past eight years, I've kind of built my kind of built myself back up physically, emotionally, uh, 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 financially. And uh, relationship-wise, you know, uh, understanding myself and relationships, all kinds of stuff. And um, a lot of people over those years, I also had two more surgeries within that time period. And so I've had a lot of ups and downs. But, you know, a lot of people during that time period, I kept running into people and they were like, hey, man, you're dealing with this so well. Like, you, I know you're going through a lot and you know you got your, you, you know, it's tough and all that stuff, but you got a great attitude and everything. And I started thinking about it. I was like, well, I'm just doing what I'm doing. Like, I, it never really took much on it because I was like, I'm just doing what I'm doing. But enough people said it where I was like, well, maybe I should talk to some other people about this and see what they're going through. Like, how are they dealing with it? You know, are they saying this to yeah. me because they're struggling, right? So I talked to a bunch of people and then we started doing some uh, um, some open talks at my physical therapy clinic where people could just come in and talk about their injury, you know, what they're dealing with. Uh, you know, are they, are they recovering well? Are they not recovering well? Are they dealing with it mentally? Is it, you know, and kind of just open discussion with people. Um, and it's been it's been really awesome. We're going to do another one here coming up in about a week and a half, and uh, people have found it pretty pretty enlightening for themselves. Cool, um, man. Yeah. So um, so over that time period, diving in, I started to dive into really what it what was the basis of getting me to where I was at forty, right? Like what what were the things that like I just didn't um, pay attention to or or, or had it up there, right? And yeah. for me personally, it just came down to taking care of things. I didn't take care of a lot of things that I really needed to take care of. Things like what do you mean? Um, well, as as far as not taking care of things, so basically not taking care of of certain things in my life, like financially, like being like having savings, right? You know, yeah, yeah. I was I was just working my ass off and. And my wife and I were at the time, we're just trying to move forward and we're trying to build something. And, but, but we weren't taking care of things the right way. I wasn't taking care of my body. Um, I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't listening to my body whisper and now it was screaming. Um, <laughs> right. You know, and, uh, and, and I wasn't, there was, there was a lot of stuff I just wasn't taking care of. And then I realized after digging in that since then I have been taking care of those things. Right. Like since I hit rock bottom, I kind of sat down and had to and had to figure out what. OK, how did I get here? Right. OK, I didn't take care of these things. So now I got to start taking care of this stuff and in my life. And I uh, 
so I, I built a framework around the care, taking care of stuff and care being a, an acronym for center awareness, uh, resiliency and, um, expansion working through those from start to finish and how those, that framework kind of like, uh, help me, help me kind of move through the different parts of my life and, and get them back on track. This isn't like mind blowing stuff in any way, shape or form. Um, but what I do notice is that some people can frame it in a way that makes sense to them. Some people can't, you know, like, yeah. So what, I, so what I tell people most of the time is like, you can take this acronym, you can take this stuff. And, and if somebody explains it better, like if somebody has a better way of putting it to you, like hit them up, read their stuff, look into their systems because that's going to resonate with you and you're probably going to go about it much better. Right. You're probably going to actually do the things you got to do. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So this isn't just for injury. This is for really the finances, uh, relationships. This is for anything you're going through, huh? This care method. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it is. And I think, you know, for me, it revolved a lot around physical mainly because that was my main, my main, my main, my main problem I had, you know, first off was like, okay, I need to be able to walk again. Right. And, uh, I, and, yeah, and when one. I say walk, it wasn't like I was paralyzed or anything like that, but like, yeah, I mean, I could, if I was sitting at my desk and I had to go to the bathroom, it was like, okay, here's a journey, like grab the crutches or grab the <laughs> oh, cane. And, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was, it was, it was painful, very, very painful and still is in a lot of ways. I'm still in a lot of pain all the time, but, um, but it's better, right? It gets better all the time. Um, and so, yeah, using this framework of centering yourself, like set, like, so basically the center is really coming down and identifying all the things that you really care about. Like, what are the things really that you won't compromise on in your life? And, um, you know, and, and you might be able to come up with some slogans. Like at the time I came up with a slogan that was simplicity and fun. That was my slogan for like maybe first two or three years. And it was basically my reminder to myself to like, no, 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 we need to, instead of, cause I was always running towards complication. I was always running to make things more complicated, you know, whether that be. Yeah. How so? Cause well, I feel like you know, I do that. Yeah. No, no, no. And, and we talked about it a little bit when you're, <laughs> you know, at your age, that's what you're kind of supposed to do, uh, in a way. Uh, we talked about that earlier, like in your thirties, like that's kind of something you do and that's okay. But at the same time, keeping it in check, cause a lot of times you're running towards things that just, it's, it, you know, maybe a bigger house, maybe a better car, maybe, uh, um, so there might be those material things, right? I want those material comforts. Um, it might be running towards, uh, you know, uh, gaining a family. Right. You know, having kids and 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 growing that, which is, I'm not saying that's bad stuff. I'm just saying that like that comes with that com complicates things. Let's face it. OK, right. <laughs> you, you have you have a daughter, correct? I do have a daughter. Yeah, so yeah. You, you know, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. Simplify no, life. <laughs> no, no, it, does, it has nothing to do with simplifying things. Right. It's it's immensely joyful. Like, I mean, I was just looking at some pictures of my daughter the other day on the fridge when she was tiny. And, you know, now she's almost 17 and it's like, I'm like, wow, you know, like it's, it's, what a journey. Right. But uh, let's face it. It's not, it doesn't make anything easier. Right. So 
understanding that even in those complicated things that we're, we're moving towards, that we can simplify even those. We can bring those things down to really what, what does it matter? What, what, you know, like, what is it about having my daughter in my life? Like, what is that that really matters? Right. Like, is it, is it, you know, is it the fact that she's going to be a, you know, upstanding, um, well-adjusted human being, you know, who's compassionate and kind and all those things? Or, you know, am I, am I really centered on the fact that she really needs to be well-educated or is it both or is it, you know what I'm saying? But what are the things that really matter, right? That truly matter in that situation. And, and then once you get those things, once you center yourself on those things, like, like the simplicity in my life, like moving from a 2,800 square foot house into 670 square feet. Is, is that your house now? That's my house now. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say we're, we're about in 750 square foot and we have th- two dogs and a kid on the way and my wife and I, and you know, it's a, it's a tight, but I yep. kind of like the simplicity of it. Honestly, it's, it's, there's only so much room to put stuff um, yes even though there's not much stuff in here it feels a little grand sometimes but <laughs> so so man with the center what how do you do that what do you do do you just sit down and think about it do you write it down do you, do you meditate like what what does that look like for you yeah so one of the tools i use a lot of times is journaling there's a journal called the five minute journal like a lot of people think oh i gotta sit down and write down my feelings it's like no you really don't there's a thing called the five minute journal, which it's awesome. Basically you sit down in the morning and, or whenever you want and you write down three things that you're grateful for, three things that would make today great. And a couple of things that you're going to concentrate on doing today. Done. Yeah. Right. You know, so, so, you know what I'm saying? So you don't, you don't need to, it's not like you have to like fill up books and books and books of all your, your stuff. If you want to do that and you can, you got the time, have at it, you know, um, but one of the, one of the tools I'll use is journaling, uh, just sitting down, taking time to sit down and, 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 and take care of that. Another, uh, one other thing is meditation. I know we talked about that, uh, last time, uh, in the, uh, in the, the last podcast. And, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of it. Um, again, I'll tell people like, don't just do it. Like, don't worry about it too much. Don't fret on things like that even if it even if it is just sitting down for like two minutes and thinking of just some things that you're grateful for that's it yeah right that's a wonderful it's that's meditating right right there right you're you're taking taking a couple seconds to sit outside of your monkey brain and and just kind of take stock right and and not put a whole lot on everything and uh the other thing for me the other thing for me in a lot of things is really good routines around all this centering like if i'm able to create routines around the things that i'm centered on this gets a little bit farther we're we're starting to get into the resilience a little bit but even just having the routines allows me to free up my mental capacity around figuring out my center on stuff. And basically the way I look at that is I have like, I have a morning practice of doing yoga, stretching, some calisthenics and meditation. I built that into my life and that allows me to just, that's done. Right. Like that's like that every every morning. Yeah. That's done every morning that happens. And that's like, I, every day I accomplish that. Right. Right. 
And so I, that frees my brain up because I'm already, I'm already like, I've already accomplished that in the morning, right? I'm not, I'm not getting up and going, oh my God, I got to go. You know, I'm not waking up at 7.30 with an appointment at 8, right? I'm not, or whatever it may be, you know, like I'm not just, I'm just not hitting the ground running or, or waking up and then opening up my email and just pounding it, right? Yeah, yeah, man, I, I do that sometimes. It's yeah, so, so for training. Yeah, it's really draining, like right off the bat, right? By 11 o'clock, you're like, dude, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I'm going <laughs> like, to call it. Right? Yeah, right. So so centering myself around those things, like for me, the simplicity was a very, that was a big thing at that time of my life. That in, you know, that might not be, simplicity might not be the thing for everybody, but really sitting down and writing down. I think writing down these things is very important. Um, you yeah, can, and, yeah. And, I agree, man. My wife and I wrote down some goals yesterday just because, uh, dude, you, you, you live life. I don't know about you, but I'll, I'll be living, I'll be going through my day and I'll forget really big things about my life. I'll be like planning a trip or like a new idea, a business idea or something. And I think I can't do that. <laughs> like I have all these other things going on that, that literally <laughs> prevent those two things from happening together, which is fine. But it's like, I forget the most basic things about my life unless I write it down. And if I can write it down, I can see it over and over. You know, you just need reminders yeah. really most of the time. You don't need to really be taught a bunch of new stuff. You just need to be reminded of what you already know. I just yep. forget moment to moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a good, a good metaphor for it was, uh, um, uh, Neil Gaiman had a, a commencement of speech. And, uh, if, if you haven't listened to it, go look it up on YouTube. It's, I listened to it probably once a quarter. And, uh, it's, but one of the things he says in there is one thing he always kept in mind for himself was just this basic idea of like, there's a mountain off in the distance. My goal is to get to that mountain. Is this opportunity? Like you're saying like, Oh, I could do this. I could do that. I could, you know, somebody gave me this opportunity. Does that move you towards your mountain? Hmm, right. Does, does that opportunity move you in that direction? I'm going through a big time right now where I'm reevaluating everything. I'm start, I'm, I'm almost thinking of getting out of the career I've been in for a long time, which is construction Wow, completely and moving in a different direction because my mountain has changed. It's a different, it's a different place. And, and there's a lot of things about my existing career that don't get me towards the mountain that I'm envisioning for my life. So I'm, I'm there right now. I'm, I'm reevaluating. But so that whole centering thing at least gives you something to come back to. Like you're saying, like even and if you take notes, like you don't have to write it down on a piece of paper. You can it, it, you can put it in your notes on your phone, you know, or if you use, yeah. you know, you know, if you use whatever it is, Evernote or if you use uh, what is it in uh, in uh, it's like a notebook or something like that. Or I can't remember. So one note. Yeah. One note on the, on the, uh, uh, Microsoft. Um, I use that and, uh, you know, like write it down somewhere because just the process of actually writing it down it will probably cement it in you a lot better than just thinking, you know, ah, oh, this would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think that's part of the centering part is really, really just sitting down and, and making a priority list in your life. If, it's like they say, like, if you don't prioritize your life, somebody else will. So, um, and I've always liked that one where it's like, yeah, if I don't do it, part of the reason why I got to where I was at 40 was because, you know, I didn't take care of those things. I let some other people in the world prioritize my life. 
that that was like one of those things where I was like, yeah, yeah, I got to set my own priorities and I'm just going to stick to them. And it's not saying you can't let other people in and you can't, you know, have those relationships and all that stuff. But I think at least if you're honest to those things, you can at least communicate those with the people around you and be like, no, no, this is what really matters to me. Like this really does matter to me, you know, these things. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's part of the centering thing. And, and uh, it was, it, but this brings me back to a question. I, I've been, I, which I wanted to ask you was, how are you doing with your knees? How are things going? It's, it's up and down for sure. Uh, they, I'm looking into some different types of treatment, but they're, they hurt. Um, most days I am able to, I, I can tell the days I take care of them are so mm -hmm. much better than the days I don't. Um, just little yeah. things like the food I eat to, you know, might inflame that area to the, the supplements to the icing them. Like when I, when I really take care of them, it's, it's a, they, 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 I can do a lot on them. And, uh, thankfully can, I've gotten out on the bike a few times and it's not too bad. Um, cause I can clip in with pedals and I can't push on the pedals, but I can pull, pull on the pedals, which doesn't hurt okay. at all. And, uh, all right. which is interesting, but it allows me to ride. So you're reframing a little bit of how you ride yeah, that bike. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I don't push on it at all. I don't stand yep. on the pedals, but I can, my hamstrings are still pretty strong so I can pull on them things and go about as quick as I ever did. Cause okay. my thighs were right. too strong anyway, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just a little bit of, um, just a little bit of change, but it still gets me out there, which is nice. And, uh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So I, I can't run with my dogs anymore, but I've, teaching them how to ride next to the bike um yep so yeah and honestly that's better for them because they can go a little faster <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome do. but there you yeah, go man, thanks for asking <laughs> well no yeah no worries man I, I wanted to make sure you were around that and that it brings up kind of a thought i had you know is that like facing your new reality you know um around oh, yeah. that whole centering like my reality is, is like if i'm gonna ride my bike i gotta pull up on the pedals yep like that that's that's my new reality and it's okay is what it is, right? Let's oh, yeah. work around that. Let's work around that. And that's part of that centering, like really going, sitting down and going, okay, this is my new reality, man. I'm not, for me, it's like, I'm not running marathons. I'm not going on a backpack trip. I'm not playing basketball. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. those are not the things I'm going to do. What I'm going to do is like after my second surgery on my left ankle, it was, it was very easy for me to be like, all right, I'm ordering a couple paddle boards. If that's what I got to do this summer and that's all I can do, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. No, you're right, man. There's a lot of different things you can do out there. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, center, centerizing myself around the fact that getting out and having fun is a lot more important than I don't have to go on a crushing 30 mile bike ride. It's okay. You know, I can have fun up at Lake Irwin paddling around at six in the morning with nobody around and just enjoying that that beautiful, you know, place. Athletic Brewing is pioneering non-alcoholic craft beer. Yeah, I said non-alcoholic craft beer. 
And there's a number of reasons you might want to do that, whether you're training for an event, which a lot of our listeners are, or, you know, if, you, if you're babysitting and don't want to be drunk in case something happens, I mean, stuff happens, but you still want to sit down and enjoy the game and have a beer. This is an incredible option for a full flavored, full bodied beer. Each can is only 50 to 70 calories with IPA, golden ales, stouts, and tons of seasonal offerings. Athletic Brewing is a great option if you want that craft brewery taste, uh, but not deal with the effects of alcohol itself. Uh, If you'd like to save 15% on your first order, go to athleticbrewing.com and use the code ADVENTURE at checkout. Yeah. Now, now, how how much do you when you see someone doing that, do you miss it? Um, well, I, you know, I'm lucky enough that I've gotten back to the point where I can do that now. Um, you know, I've worked myself back to that, but uh, but I can't do it. Like I can't. Like I'm not. Like, there's no way I'm doing like a, a at this point. Like you you talked about doing like a, a cycling trip, like a pack trip. You know, multiple days in a row. Yeah. No, not happening. Yeah, if I if I'm riding 30 miles, it's it's a couple of days off. All right. You know? All right. Yeah, you know, and like like yeah, I'm not getting up the next morning and being like, let's go again. You know, <laughs> it's like not happening that way. You know, 10 miles, yeah, I can do that day to day. So yeah, so you know, facing that new reality um, is a really big, really big part of the of the recovery. I, I I notice with a lot of people is just. And it could be a temporary reality. And I think that's part of facing that re- reality is knowing that, okay, this isn't forever, right? You know, this is not, it's, it's like the person who gets, gets lost in the woods and they might spend the first two days trying to figure out where they are and they're walking around, they're getting exhausted and they're, and they're, and they're, they're tired and they're, you know, on, on the brink of just giving up and all that stuff. And then like, as soon as they go like, wait a second, this, like, this is my reality right now. Like getting out of here is not my reality. I'm, I'm lost. I need shelter. I need food. I need water. And once you're able to like wrap your head around that, your mental capacity can change dramatically to the point where you can actually save yourself because now you're thinking about yourself in a survival. Like this is my new reality. I need to survive here doing this now, not, you know, thinking about my couch and my TV right. and you're right. You know, like, like this is it, this is what I got to do. And, and most people when they're, they've, they've said that when they're out, you know, in the woods and they're, and they're trying to, that, that, that survival is like, Oh yeah. Well, I flipped that switch. Everything was fine. All right. It looks like step one is accepting it. Yeah. It's like accepting it. Just being like, all right, well, here we are. Okay. So what do I got to do? Right. I got to build a fire. I need to build a shelter. I need to find water and I need to find food. The things I got to do. And then, you know, then that leads you into the awareness part. And, and I think this is very, you know, it's, it's fine to sit down and talk about like, okay, this is what I want. These are the things I'm concentrating on, but also digging into the whys, you know, and the awareness of taking stock in your life and understanding just how much you have in general. You know, not many people get to go through a an experience where they're laying in a hospital bed with you know five or six blood clots in their in their lungs and going great i don't want to go to sleep um you know, i was lucky enough i should say lucky enough kind of weird to say but to have that experience and realize that yeah being above ground is really freaking cool yeah really a great thing 
Even if there's four feet of snow on the ground for months. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Looking around my house right now, um, my stop sign is about, there's about two inches of snow from the bottom of my top, the stop sign at the corner. Uh, <laughs> so you're above ground but you're still like six feet under snow it's six feet under snow but uh yeah right it's like yeah the winter here is gonna be long we're gonna get snow through may uh that type of pattern this year but uh it, it but yeah like like understanding like awareness of the fact that it's like and one of my tools for this is my meditation is my gratitude practice is sitting down and being grateful for the fact that i mean just look at it from the sense of of the enormity of the universe down to the fact that we are right now, if you look at the size of the universe, the distance between us and the next possible living thing, you know, it's, it's like CK Lewis said, he goes, he goes, from what I can tell everything from basically somewhere around a billion miles outside of the earth pretty much sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) As far as us living. Right. So we're, I mean, the, the amount of luck we have that, that our parents got together, had us, produced us, and we get to have this beating heart that allows us to live and and think and a brain think. And we understand it. Like that, the 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 enormity of that luck and be aware of the fact that we're here, like right now, we talked about this before. We're not going to be here forever. We're a blink of an eye. Like enjoy it, right? Be aware of that. Um, yeah. It's pretty, it, when you start really digging into that, it can be really awesome, that feeling. It can be life-changing. Wow. Yeah, you know, and and understanding that, like, this is it, man. Like, okay, yeah, you know, you, you, might, you might, you know, prescribe to a religion or a theology that says, you know, there's some heaven or something like that. Uh, nobody showed me proof yet, so... I'm going to look if, if it ends up being true. Great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's gonna, yeah. If I get, if I get to spend the rest of my days in Valhalla, you know, drinking with my, with my Norse brethren and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and, and fighting and, and all that stuff. Great. Wonderful. But I'm not counting on it, you know? Um, so y- you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, being aware of your circumstance now and why so the, the really, the, the, like, it might be great that I want simplicity, but why do I want simplicity? Like really, what, what is it about it? That really makes me the why, I mean, for me, the why, and a lot of this is writing it down. A lot of this is really thinking about it is really digging in. Um, and I'll give a shout out for so- sobriety at this point. I'm not saying everybody has to quit drinking, whatever you want to do those things. For me, I quit drinking. One of the main reasons was is I wanted to feel everything at the time that I was going. I did not want to dull. And I didn't drink a lot. Like if I had had four or five beers in a week, that was like I was off the hook. Um, But I didn't want any of those crutches. I didn't want to alter my reality at the time. And I haven't gone back. I still don't still drink. And um I feel like, uh, that has helped me in a major way to just basically sit down and, and dig into all my feelings and really feel them. Yeah. Uh, that's good. However you can do that. Um, 
And uh, so having that awareness, having that understanding of like, what are the physical, the emotional, the, the, the reasons behind all this, you know, the things you want to be centered around, what are those things? Have you done any of that? Like really sitting down and doing the whys with your you know business and all that? I mean, it's intermittent. I wouldn't say there's a routine to it, which I can uh-huh. definitely uh, benefit from. But uh, yeah, I have a hard time building routines. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially for us ADD people, it's it's hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's funny you say that. My wife gave me a bunch of ADD tests this weekend, <laughs> and she's like, "Holy, you're scoring like a ninety eight percent on all these." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Like, you know, that makes a ton of sense. Like, I, I just can't. I need like fifteen things going all at once, and I don't know. I don't feel comfortable unless everything's just kind of on the edge of chaos all the time. You know, <laughs> well." Well, you're also you're 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 also at that age where that's just kind of what you do. So it's okay. It's <laughs> <Yes>. all right. <laughs> I won't worry about it too much. Uh, but yeah. but it is funny. It is funny how like in contradictory like how routines can actually help people like us with our focus. Oh yeah, it would be it would be huge. I, I just don't have. I need someone like I need to hire someone just to like force me to do things. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's got to be a sit there be for 15 out, minutes. Right? There's got to be an app out there, right? Oh, I'm sure. Like, yeah, right. I mean, Jesus, there's there's a, there's a there's an app for everything. It seems like these days. Um, so I'm sure there's something out there. Right, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I'm not building it. I don't want anything to do with that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is, I'll say like, well, maybe I can do that. Maybe I can build that on the side. And holy cow, I'll get halfway through it and just be like, this is just way too much stuff on my plate right now. And then, man, it was just, oh gosh, it's, I I take care of things in the most absurd way in the sense of like in the most absurd uh, uh, order, like things that should be done, never get done. And I, you know, I can write down the list of things I've got going on as far as accomplishments. And then the blaring obvious gaps in between all those that so ridiculously like, how could you let this slip through all that? <laughs> well, it's well, hilarious. That's it. And that is a great opportunity to sit down and be like, and, and ask why, right? Because that, that's part of that centering. Cause like evidently it really didn't mean that much to you and, and, mm-hmm. and, and becoming aware of like, well, why? Right. Because, you know, I mean, it, and even, even though it was a crucial thing that maybe should have been done, like why, why didn't, like why didn't it take priority? Right. You know, like what, what, what was yeah. it about that, 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 that really like, I was like, wow, really dig into that and be like, okay, well, well, the reason why it wasn't reality is cause like, it, it's kind of like I, I got roped into a few years back, um, doing a remodel, which I hadn't done in a long time, like remodeling of a house. And I just, I just was all over the place. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get my crap together. And I, <laughs> Finally, something happened. Something did happen where I, I can't remember what it was, but it was something that just like I didn't call the subcontractor. I didn't order the materials. I didn't. There was something about it. And, and, and it all revolved around when I sat down and thought about it. I go, why did I just like, like what was it? And I realized that even though I was doing this job, I'm, I'm remodeling this house. I'm doing stuff like it all revolved around the fact that I needed to go pick out tile for the customer. Like literally, oh, wow! Yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like they were relying on me 
as a as a expert to design the tile scheme and i just didn't care like i really oh, just man, yeah. i just really i was like you know what i just don't care what your bathroom looks like right so i right. i had, and i had taken it on though like i'd be like yeah dude no worry I'll, I'll go i'll go figure that out you know what i'm saying like I, I, but in but in reality i just didn't care and so I couldn't bring myself to go do it. So what did you do? Well, I mean, we ended up getting it done, you know, in the end. And we scrambled and we got some tile and, and it all happened. But but it was not graceful. Like it was not <laughs> there was nothing right. there was nothing about the whole like tile situation that was a graceful experience. You know? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I fought my way through it and we got it done. But I mean the reality of it was I was like finally had to admit myself, I don't care. So these people are really gonna have to pick it out. But now we're behind, right? So now they've right, got right. to do it. We're behind about you know, that type of stuff. So so really being aware of that. Now if people wrap me into that stuff, I'm just like, you're picking you out know. everything. Yeah, it's like I know, like I am not in charge of picking out anything when it comes to finishes. Like it's it's one hundred percent you. You tell me what you want, and we'll put it in. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, I used to work on houses, <laughs> man. And people were like, they thought I was an interior designer, and I was like, lady, I don't <laughs> care what your color your kids' balls are. I do not care. Like I could, yep. I will do it. But yeah, you're right, man. I could care less about <laughs> yeah. how it feels with your carpet color <laughs> you know what I yeah mean? right yeah like, <laughs> I'm not really, i just want yeah, to get no. out of the mountains and i need some cash so i'm gonna yeah right this <laughs> <laughs> exactly go 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 to the paint store pick out the colors i'll be here when you got it all figured out right. yeah. <laughs> <That's hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> pick from so, any of the colors on my shirt there's a ton yeah, of paint on there exactly here you go that's <laughs> funny so man so, so yes you know, once you know why what does it look like well, I think once it looks like then you're then like once you get to that why I felt like then I could really wrap myself around building get to the resilience part. So basically building structure in your life like we were talking about with the routines, building that structure in your life in order to accomplish that, right? To yeah. facilitate that. For me, uh like the simplicity thing, moving into 670 square feet with my daughter half time, right? you know, how does that look? How, how do I get to that point? How do I get rid of all the stuff? Right. So that, you know, I have in there and I'm a very, uh, I wouldn't say OCD. I don't, sorry. I lost my headset. Oh, um, no worries. No I don't, worries. I don't want to, it popped out of my ear. I don't want to say like, I, I never, I try not to, I, I think vocabulary means a lot when you're, when you're doing these things. Um, and so like people will be like, yeah, I'm so OCD. And I'm like, that's an insult to OCD people because that's a really OCD is like people who are really OCD. Like you don't want that. Like you trust right. me. Like I have, I have no people who have it. You don't want it. Like you don't want to have to drive back to your house four times to check this stove. I would say that I am a really, really, really clean person, extremely clean. Not from a germ standpoint. I just want everything very clean. I don't want stuff out. I don't want okay. knickknacks out. I don't want stuff on my counters. I don't want stuff on my windowsills. I don't want to. I don't want to collect rocks. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like from every experience and yeah, having them. Yeah. So you're not very cluttered. I no. I and and it got you know. And I've never. And I've always. 
I've very much been that way. Um, very minimalistic, but, but, you know, when you take your life from 2,800 square foot down to 670, you really got to reevaluate a lot. So I got rid of, I got rid of a lot of stuff, just, you know, furniture, obviously, right. Um, you know, bringing yeah. it down to how I shop for food because my pantry's small, how I, you know, how I'm storing all my, my, my gear, right. Now I'm down, like Ruby and I made a pack. That's my daughter. We made a pack. We were like, if it's not out being used, it's either goes away, all right, and it's not being put in a box and put on a shelf somewhere just in case. Like, it's going away. It's like, it, you know, so the only thing we have in boxes on shelves are gear. Yeah, you know, like summer gear to winter gear to, okay. you know. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. so, that's stuff that obviously you're going to use at some point, right? But I'm not, but I don't have like a box full of, of dishes it just in case I move into a bigger place and I want to have a big dinner party. Right. 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 Like those types of things. Like it's just like, I, I'm getting, I'm still getting rid of stuff. I'm still like, I still just, I just took two bags of stuff to the, uh, this is eight years later, still took two bags of stuff that have been sitting kind of in my pantry, even though they're used maybe once a year. I'm like, I really don't use this enough to have it around. You know, put it in the pantry, donate it or put it in the bag, donate it. Right. So, um, there's things like that, like simplifying down to those things and resilient, building yourself that resilience in your life. And part of it is those routines, right? Like the workout routines. Like one example is I, like I said, I have that routine in the morning. Once I had my shoulder surgery, it was really apparent that about two years ago that I like, okay, I need to work on strengthening my upper body. And, and building these muscles up because I don't want to re-injure this, right? So I already have that time set aside now. Now two, three days a week, I do. I don't do yoga. I do my PT and I do a circuit training, you know, thing with the with the TRX bands and kettlebells and stuff like that. Yeah. So I've already got that. So that's a resiliency thing. Like my life is set up where. Now I can, now I, I have those routines in place. I can incorporate things into those and, and, and move forward in a positive direction. Right. And it doesn't take a lot of effort anymore to do that. Yeah. That's tough, man. That's, I mean, that's the, probably the most challenging part to me is building, sticking with something more than like a week. You know what I mean? I have yeah. no terror. I have no discipline when it comes to that. I don't know. I hope it comes in time. I'm, I feel like there's been spurts of it, but I cannot hold on to things for very long like that. Do do you have a when you do that? Um, how do you go about it? Like how? Like if you're like, okay, I want to start a routine of blah blah blah. Like how do you how do you go about? Like what what does that look like? Yeah, oftentimes I'll write it down and put it somewhere that I can see it and and stick to it for a little while, but then you know just don't <laughs> you know, the moment it, i stop because maybe something comes up i i very rarely do i ever get started again doing it okay is it is it something that like is it a performance issue for you is it something that i don't know you, like I, like does it does it does it really affect the way you get things done or do you feel like you're still like you're still like you know satisfying the things you got to do i think i get by you know like, uh, huh. you know, like the show, obviously there's, there's, we have three episodes a week. Those have to get done. I get those done. 
I want to say I get them done during work hours, but a lot of times I'm, you know, up really late at night the night before or, or uh-huh. you know, doing something, yeah, unhealthy like that, like late on a Sunday night to get Monday's episode out when I had all weekend, but I decided to, I don't know, just kind of meander the first part of Saturday morning. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of, the only thing I'm super, super, super consistent at is the first thing I do when I get up is make some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I like watch it. I'm not even, I don't even go anywhere. I just watch, I like watch the water boil and I'm like, yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> Pour awesome. a cup and then I'm like, all right, now what? <laughs> uh, I'm not far behind you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, I, I get a couple things done before the coffee gets made, but, uh, but I, I understand that feeling for sure. Um, I, like I just out of curiosity, do you, do you operate? So, so the part like, so I, like I've said before, I've gotten into writing, right? So I was going to write I, in my brain. I've had a fiction tale in my head for years and I've always wanted to write it and fits and starts writing this, writing that, right? You know, like it, it never really got any traction. But it's something right. I need to get out of my head, right? I'm like, dude, like it started to get annoying. Yeah, you know, I had this thing in my head, and I'm like, okay, you want to learn how to write? You want to be writer writer? You need to write. How how are you going to set yourself up? And then I realized after 30 plus years of being in the service industry, I don't do a whole lot unless I'm obligated to. Right? right. It, you know, what I'm saying that's a big motivator for me. Is somebody says, dude, we're hiring you to do X. When are you going to get it done? Okay, I'm going to get it done by here, and we're going to do it this way. Like that's how I operate, right? I don't operate a lot of the times in self, for, you know, just self propaganda, right? You know, of 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 my own my own inner desires. Um, uh, I've been trained to to you know react, and you know, if, it's like one of those things where if somebody, if I call, like if I'm feeling unmotivated, go do something. If I call somebody and be like, Hey dude, you want to go on a bike ride? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Right. You know, like, yeah, I don't have an excuse now. Like there's no like, Oh yeah, but I got to get that email out, but I got to blah, blah, blah. It's like, Oh no, we're, I'm going on a bike ride at, at two o'clock. Right. Like, you know, I know that about myself. Like if I set myself up, so I'm not, I'm not, um, disappointing somebody else. Right. Because I'm yeah. backing out of something. So, so how do you do, do that, that for yourself when it's just you? So, so what I did was one of the things I did was is you gotta, you gotta find that either, like I said, either, either getting somebody to, to keep you accountable. Right. Um, or you can, one thing was for me was I started a blog in order to write the book. Cause I figured I was like, okay, if I start writing the book and people actually sign up for the blog and they're following the story. I am now, I feel obligated to get the next chapter done. Yeah. So now we're at 190 pages and 17 chapters later in a year. That's awesome. Congrats. Right. And so I set that up. I set myself up. I set the resiliency up in my life and that motivation because I knew, because I kind of just thought about it. I said, all right, like how, how are you going to do this? Because obviously what you're doing isn't working, right? <laughs> like the way, no, because, it never because has. <laughs> nothing's gotten done. Right? It's like, it's because it's been 10 years and nothing's gotten done. You know, like you've got 10 pages of outlines, you know? And so, 
you know, within one year I was able to motivate myself to do that. So finding those, finding those buttons in yourself that you get pushed under understanding, being aware of what pushes you, what, 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 what motivates you, you know, uh, and making sure that those are positive motivations, not super negative, right? You want, you want, like on my blog, I do tell people like, Hey, this is a work in progress. This is not like a finish, finish thing. Uh, if you have input, love to hear about it. You know, if you have a character in the book that you're like, Oh my God, it'd be great to hear more about him. Let me know. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and put in there, put in there, please don't, you know, I, I don't need, I don't need a bunch of negative stuff. I need stuff that just is like, cre- is, is, you know, moves this in the right direction. Right. So I don't, I don't right. need, Oh, this guy sucks or this storyline sucks. I need, Oh, this storyline needs help. Right. Or this, this part of it, whatever it may be. I haven't really gotten much response in that respect, but it did set me up to be like more in a positive framework for that. Right. And for that experience. So I think that's very important. Uh, making a bet with your friends is a, is a big one. You know, if you're trying to get in shape, <laughs> if you, you know, like say your buddy got hurt too. Right. And, and, it, you know, one of the things I hear a lot about people is like, what is their focus now? Who, you know, they get injured. What is their focus? Well, their focus now is recovery. And maybe your recovery is the fact that you are even better when you get back than you are now. Uh, maybe you got a buddy who's dealing with something and you go, Hey, all right, let's make a bet. You know, if so and so, whatever this and that, you owe me dinner or whatever, a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. You know, if you haven't gotten to a certain level yeah, in your, in your recovery. And like having somebody that'll keep you accountable on that and, and, you know, playfully and, and, and create a little competition around it. Not so bad. Like we talked about earlier, a lot of these people who are getting injured are, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're, you know, competitive people. So creating a competition around your, around your recovery, as long as it doesn't, you know, as long as it's not overtaking and damaging, right. You, Cause you don't want to push it too hard, obviously, you know, when you're recovering, uh, you can go a little too far, but, uh, but those are, those are a lot of little tools that you can set up and you can be like, Hey, how, how am I motivated? And then go out there and seek that. I want to take a second to tell you about the nomadic. It's a subscription box curated for outdoor enthusiasts by outdoor enthusiasts. So each month you get a handpicked selection of the latest and greatest outdoor gear that's been trip tested and approved by the Nomadic product team, which is made up of guides, athletes, and you know, bona fide adventures. They partner with brands like Mountain Smith, Gear Aid, Zealine, Mizu, Empowered, RX Bar, and a lot more. This month's theme is relaxed to the max. So one item inside is an exclusive hammock by Lawson Hammocks, an award-winning hammock maker who's been voted number one by Backpacker and Outside Magazine. So order by May 14th to get this box. So get quality gear by brands you trust delivered right to your doorstep monthly. Learn more at thenomadic.com slash ASP. This episode is also sponsored by CS Instant Coffee, 100% Arabica coffee with compostable packaging. And you can find them at csinstant.coffee and use adventure at checkout for 20% off. Yeah, and that's uh, that's good. I, I tell you one thing is that helps me is telling other people I'm going to do something. Yes. And then it builds this expectation. I, I remember I wasn't too convinced to do my first trip until I heard 
somebody say that would be really cool if you did it. And then someone else said, I don't think you can do it. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> I'm going to do it now. <laughs> exactly. Right. You, know, like, oh, you can't get that done. Yeah, All right. Fine. Yeah. And that's, I, I feel when I tell other people like, uh, it, it, can't it, you know like you said it creates this expectation when they're expecting it and then it gets it done and it's not always uh pleasant but man when you do it it is oh you're just so glad you so yep. glad you accomplished it and another thing my best friend man he like i i think back if anything anything that i'm proud of pretty much anything i'm proud of that i've done he was involved with and he's in a he's like a navy seal incredibly incredibly disciplined will mm-hmm. very motivating and i'm like dang i gotta get him if i had the money <laughs> i'd pay him to be my life coach because <laughs> i could just literally give him a goal i want to accomplish this by this and he'd be like here's how you're gonna do it and i'm gonna be on your ass the whole time <laughs> yeah right and, and, like, so, and, and so it gets it done do I, I was like i wanted to do an iron man he was like all right here's what we're doing and we did it okay and it was there like every day on me every single day he's just one of those guys yep. that says i'm gonna get up at midnight and run for 12 hours and he just does it he doesn't question it he doesn't mm-hmm. need an alarm it seems like like he's just a robot and so i don't know maybe if you could find someone like that 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 helps you that's something i yeah. could definitely use more of i just kind of didn't realize it till now yeah and i think i think there's a lot to do about um, when you're building like with resiliency, a lot of things to do with also is, is not isolating yourself. Um, you know, you hit, you, you're hurt, you're at home, you're hanging out, you're all by yourself, right? It's easy to isolate yourself from either your sport or just your friends or your community in general. Um, oh, for sure, man. Yeah. Especially in the winter, you know? Yeah. Right. In the winter. And I, I tend to get all my surgeries during the winter because, I love summer so much. Like the last thing I want to do is have like a big framework bolted to my leg all summer long. Right. I'd rather do that during winter. Right. And so, uh, you know, I took to going to coffee shops a lot, um, having dinner parties, like cooking dinner for my friends, learning. If you don't cook, learn how to cook. Right. Um, there, there, there's a lot of different, and, and, and there's so many outlets to learn how to cook. I mean, just even making gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches. Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, have good. your buddies over, you know, and like everybody loves that stuff, you know. <laughs> and so having people over, putting yourself out there, um, don't isolate yourself, uh, you know, and also choose the people you, really think about the people you hang out with. There's a saying of like, you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most, like understand who you're hanging out with. Like really take a look at that. I I think, I don't think you need to like surround yourself. It's not like you got to blow off all your friends and all that stuff, but understand who, you know, who are the people you're surrounded. And that could be even just podcasts, right? I mean, if you're spending a certain amount of time on podcasts or, you know, or, or, you know, reading certain books, like who are you reading? Who are you listening to? Who are you, who are you letting in? Um, at at the time you're letting them in, that's very important. And I think, I think it's super important to stay involved with your sport personally, even if you can't participate at the level you want to. Yeah. Even if you can't participate at all. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you're, if you're an athlete and you're, you know, say you're a triathlon or whatever, and you, 
you know, you get injured, you can't participate in the triathlon, go volunteer. Be around your brethren. I think is I think it's pretty important uh, because you can see and support your brethren. Like supporting other people and being out there for them can really help your yourself in a huge way. Um, trying to do just nice things for people, trying to help other people out, even though you're in a position where you could use help, you know, put it out there yourself. It, it feels pretty good. You know, that's that's funny. Someone said that the other day. I saw on, uh, on Facebook or something. They were like, man, I love getting trail magic, like on a long hike or just when you're going across a trail and, and someone has like a Gatorade out for you or or has done yep. some impromptu like form of hospitality. And they're like, now that I can't do the sport, I give trail magic. And that is so much more rewarding than when I was yep. receiving it. And it's just you're still involved. You get to, you know, be a part of maybe the tour divide or, you know, a, a, yep. a, a ski thing you know what i mean like there's all kinds of things you can do to be involved with the culture and the sport itself that's that's really yeah. good yeah i think that. it's i think yeah i think that's and those like and and that's part of that resiliency is setting those things up it might not be routines but setting those things up in your life so that you can be you know more positive towards the recovery on whatever you got going right you know it's like it's it's like people who have cancer going to, you know, help people who have cancer. Right. You know, it's like, it's, you know, that whole thing. And like just spending that time to sit with somebody else and, 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 uh, and help them through something, you know, or, or, you know, people, I have a friend who had, who was diagnosed with cancer and he started working at hospice, you know, volunteering at hospice. Wow. And, and he was like, you know, to help him get through his, his treatment because he's like, okay, He's like, I'm, I'm going to face this straight up. Right. And, uh, and, and, and he was like, man, just the fact, just like you're saying, just that whole experience giving back like that in the respect that he was doing, like helped him in his recovery tremendously. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once, once yeah. you got the resilience going, what, what do you do? <laughs> well, then once you get that resiliency set up, once you get that, that framework set up in your life and you can, you got something to work with and these are little things like you can do little, little things, right? It's it, it, like I said, you know, with the resiliency thing, it's like, it's habits, it's, um, it's education, it's learning everything about your situation, right? So, okay, I'm going to get a knee, you know, knee replacement. Okay. I'm going to dive in, right? Take responsibility, know about your injury. Don't just listen to the doctors like build, you know, it's all those little things like build that resiliency in yourself. Um, saving money, right? Same thing. Like financially, I, I just was like, okay, I'm just going to start putting a hundred bucks away. That's what I can afford right now. Like after I lost everything, yeah, I like, that's what I can afford hundred bucks a week or, or a month. And just slowly, slowly, slowly start building that up. Just save, 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 save. So that way you just don't feel like you're underwater, right? Keep the debt low, keep the savings high. It's not that hard to, right. you know, in theory. But if you just take the little steps, right, little by little, you'll get there. Um, then you can start on the expansion, right? Then you can really start on that education, like learning new skills, challenging yourself to something new, all right? Like, like I've been talking about my writing, all right? I'm not a good writer. Never have been. Great ideas, really poor form. <laughs> my, and my right, editor, right. my editor just cracks up she's like she's like how don't you know like 
really, you don't really know very much about sentence structure. I'm like, no, I don't. You know, I'm like, I'm like, help me, you know, and I'm getting better. Like she even said, she just sent me this morning. She sent me my last chapter and she's like, listen, man, like you're, there's, I have noticeably like 75% of the things I don't have to check anymore. You know, I'm not, I'm not correcting. That's awesome. You know, so it's like, you're getting better. You know, it's like little by little. Um, so those expanding things, like learning those new things, like, um, you know, listening to podcasts, listening, reading books, you know, there's a great, oh my God, there's a great app called Blinkist. I don't know if you've heard about this. Um, but if you're, if you're into self-help books, but after a while, some self-help books that you can kind of start regurgitating a lot of the same information, um, over and over again. So this, there's a pod or not pod, there's a, uh, app, it's called Blinkist and it breaks down self-help you know, nonfiction books into like 10 to 15 minute, um, summaries of all the really basic meaningful parts. And I use it big time when I'm like, somebody goes, cause nonstop, like, you know, you listen to a podcast, you get an idea for this book, that book, whatever it may be. And you don't have so much time, you know, and, uh, I'll do that and I'll listen to that, that Blinkist and go, Oh, okay. Yeah. That would be a really good book for me to get. Or now that's good enough information or I don't want to dive in any further. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a great, yeah, it's a great utility app um, that, that I've used recently to really break down my reading list. Cause I've got a stack, I'm working on three books right now and I've got a stack of like four, five behind that um, of all different levels of, of, of books. I, I'm constantly um, consuming things. Um, so yeah, like that education, like expanding yourself out, um, you know, expanding your rituals, expanding, you know, but you got to get the basics down first. You really got to run through that centering and that awareness and that resiliency and getting that set up before, you know, cause a lot of people, they do just want to expand, 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 expand constantly. And, you know, that might be from a competitive standpoint or everything like that, but it's like, no, let's take care of the basics first. Like now I've got this down. Right now I can get outside my box and move forward. Um, one of these things, one of the, one of the tools a friend of mine, uh, used, she, she was going through just, a she's trying to, she's way too much in her life. Right. And she's trying to run her own business for years. And finally she called me one day. She goes, do I just need to get a job? And I was like, mm. uh, yeah, I think you just need to get a job. Yeah. Why do you say that? Like, well, and I said it because like, it wasn't like her business was going off the charts, right? She was struggling through it and she had so many other things that she was trying to get done in her life on this other side. Like personally, she had so many things that I was like, you're trying, you're trying to do it all like right now. And I think you're overwhelmed. And, and for me, like when I lost everything, one of the, my saving graces was I ended up with a really solid job for three years on a grant program for energy efficiency where like I knew the next three years I'm going to make this salary and I didn't have to run a business. I could go home at the end of the day and deal with my stuff. Um, it helped out tremendously. That was like the first time in my life that I had like a job for an extended period of time. For more, you know, that wasn't my own business. What did that feel like? That transition from running your own thing to taking a job. 
Um, I thought it was pretty seamless. I'm, I'm guessing all the people that uh, work with me on the grant thought that I was a complete pain in the ass because right. yeah, you know, I was used to running my own show. You know, I was judge and jury for so long, uh, you know, over 20 years of running my own businesses that uh, I'm sure it, it took me a while to adjust. Let's put it that way. But luckily it was in my, luckily it was a grant program uh, through the, through the era money you know, the re the uh, rebuilding money that we, you know, that, that we, all the tax stuff we got uh, during the recession. And um, it was in energy efficiency, which was my whole background. So, you know, in houses and doing um, uh, energy retrofit programs and stuff like that. So I was very comfortable with the subject matter. Right. So like with my friend, I was like, yeah, go get a job. You know, like she's, she's she's doing this one profession i was like just go get a job in that for like two or three years you'll be fine you know and then at least you have that like it was it was for me it was huge because it was just like okay this is what i'm doing like and that took a huge amount of um worry off my plate for that time period in my life Mm. uh so that was a part of that simplification process of being like this is where I'm going every day. This is what I'm doing. And that felt really good. It felt really good to not be in, not be in charge for a little while. I have to say. Yeah. And it, 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 it didn't <laughs> feel like you were quitting. No, not at all. Yeah. Because I was still working in my industry. Right. And, um, right, right. and yeah, I was still using my expertise. Like I'm like, I, you know, if you're, if, you know, if you're, if, if you're an, an accountant, you have your own accountant business, like don't, don't go off, you know, don't take a job as a, as a, you know, a librarian, you know, uh, it, it, like, you know what I'm saying like, go do something you're comfortable with. You understand, you know, you know, you know, that business, like, I feel like unless you want to challenge yourself, unless you want to get outside yourself, you want to learn a new skill. Great. Um, but if you're using it as like a, I need to simplify thing, I need to kind of, you know, I need to get, I need to cut some things out. So like just going to my job every day, it's like, I heard a quote not recently, but the guy goes, it was an entrepreneurial type of show. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I have, I'm afflicted with entrepreneurship, which means that I'd much rather, um, uh, work, you know, a hundred hours a week for myself than 40 hours a week for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a disease. Yeah, he's like he's like I'm afflicted with this thing, you know, because <laughs> it's so much easier. Um, you, know, <laughs> you know, so I think I think those there's things like that, like to, again taking stock, understanding it, and going, okay, what 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 really is going to get me towards my mountain, right? What's going to get me there? Uh, and uh, again, going back like the Neil Gaiman thing, where he was like, yes, he's like. You know, I just started doing journalism because I wanted to write and it was a great way for me to write, learn how to write consistently, learn how to write fast, put my ideas down and get them out. And that moved me towards my mountain, right? That, that taught me how to create and structure and all those things, right? Doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I, I really like this care method. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm. It's still a work in progress. If anybody's got some input, if anybody wants it, like I said, it's not groundbreaking. It's just the way I broke it down. It's just the way I look at it. 
And and honestly, you know, I think I think groundbreaking information when it comes to self care and getting your life in order is not. It's kind of overrated. It's really just the things that are tried and true that everyone knows, but no one really puts into practice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you need to, you know, center yourself. You need to be aware of why, why you do this. You need to be resilient. I mean, grit is not yep. groundbreaking, but grit is oftentimes what is the difference between getting something done and not getting something done. But how many people actually are resilient? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's a hell of a lot easier to, to have grit about something if you really understand why. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, I mean, it, one of the biggest things with most people is, especially in, like in construction, when I had guys working for me, I concentrated a lot on the why we did it the way we did it. You know, it was like, it, like somebody, if you showed up to my job site and you were the first you know, when I had full crews running everything is your first day. The first thing I gave you was you had a piece of paper and on it on one side was how we take the tools out of the trailer for the day. And on the other side was how we put the tools back and clean up. And that was the first thing you learned. And they'd look at people would look at me. They'd be like, what are you talking about, dude? You know, like especially experienced carpenters. And I'm like, listen, trust me. Just go go sit down with your coffee read this understand it and inevitably within a week they all were like oh i get it like they you know once they started once they understood why i was doing it that way like once they understood like the reason why the 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 drill gun is the last thing to be put away at the end of the day was because inevitably you're going to put it away because it's in your hand and then you're going to have to take the screws out that hold the um the chop saw to the cut table so now i got to go back to the trailer i got to get the screw gun go back to the saw to undo it right if the if i just left the screw gun out until last i would be fine right i wouldn't have to take that step right so once once people like understood why we wanted to do things in a certain way it was really easier for them to wrap their head around and do and and complete process so awesome man yep. awesome <laughs> well, dude I'm, I'm gonna have to get running but is there any yep. last thing you want to share with uh this method and, and kind of implementing it into our lives when it comes to adventure sports but you we talked about all kinds of things relationships finances work yeah well i think i think as, as far as adventure sports people getting injured that's where you know a lot of our focus has been uh, you and I, when we were talking and we first started talking, um, I think the biggest thing I can tell people is, you know, once you get injured, really face that new reality, take, take responsibility for your injury, like really take responsibility on that, you know, front, um, understand everything about it. Learn, learn all your options, learn all your, you know, don't go to one doctor, go to many doctors, um, educate yourself, take, take responsibility for that. Um, you know, and then after, you know, once you have all that information, you know, make your decision, but move forward in a really positive attitude and and build those structures around you so that you can stay in that positivity. Um, you know, from, you know, meditating, journaling, um, you know, staying with your, with your, uh, with, you know, your community, uh, don't isolate yourself. Um, you know, 
as far as I can tell, the, the more you can understand how you want to recover, how you want to go about it, the better off you're going to be getting through that process. That's so. awesome. Well, congratulations <laughs> on uh, just being able to not let all this affect, uh, you know, your attitude and not, not, you know, permanently affect your attitude in a negative <laughs> way and, and uh, being such a, a force in your area and, and helping other people you know, Thanks, see man. the light through these huge, huge changes in their lives. It's been fun. It's been fun to do. Um, and I'm really having a fun time doing these talks and, um, and hopefully we can expand them outside our Valley. Well, that's, here. uh, that's the E in care. Yep. Is expansion. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, man. Exactly. Well, let us know. Uh, yeah. Keep us in, keep, we'll stay in touch. We'll have to do another update in uh, another, totally another year, another half a year or so, because, you know, <laughs> inevitably between now and six months from now, a bunch of our listeners are probably going to hurt themselves. <laughs> doing it's <something>. inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> it's inevitable. Um, I even did it to myself this year. I was skiing and I torqued my shoulder and I was like, really? I was like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. When I just had surgery on, oh, I was like, God. all right, back to the drawing board. Yeah. You know, so back, back to like simple little PT things in the morning, you know. Jeez. Well, yeah, you get, you get, so. Now you get to test your theory. Over yep. and over again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on, my oh, own, man. on my own best test site. There so. you go. <laughs> well, enjoy it. Um, good luck with the with the people making that you guys are doing. Uh, I think that's awesome. Uh, it's good to hear that. Yeah, man. And, um, I hope everything goes well with you guys. And hopefully we can actually meet up in Denver at some point. I'm, I'm down there a bunch. So. All right, Bart. Um, yeah, talk soon, man. Bye. All right, see ya. Well, first of all, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It really means the world to us that you want to spend your time with us. If you'd like to help us further, please just leave us a review on iTunes, share us on social media, tell your friends about us. You can become a patron, a supporter of the show for $5 a month at patreon.com slash Podcast. And if you know somebody that would make a good guest, reach out. We're always looking for good adventure and outdoor stories. And lastly, thank you to our sponsors whose messages follow right now. Athletic Brewing makes the best non-alcoholic craft beer. Go to their website at athleticbrewing.com and use the code in our show notes to save 15% on your first order. The Nomadic, the first outdoor subscription box that helps you go on more adventures with the latest gear by delivering themed monthly boxes with innovative products and an outdoor challenge to match. Learn more at thenomadic.com ASP. After all this adventure talk, if you're needing some gear yourself, but you need some advice before buying, go to backpacktribe.com where you can ask questions to the owners who have experience with all the gear as well as all of it for sale right there on their website.